0: Hello, lovely people! Welcome to another episode of Herbaceous Conversations with Back to a Silly. I'm your host, Gloria, and this is a space to delve into the knowledge of plant medicine and empower you with practical and applicable information to enhance your well being. For more information, visit the website at backtowasilly.com. hello lovely people how are you doing today i don't know why i start every (laughs) every episode singing i don't know maybe this will maybe it brings joy to your day i really hope it does (laughs) i know it does for me all right so in today's episode we're gonna be discussing five ways that herbs nourish the nerves Now, the nervous system is quite complex, to say the least. However, I'll break it down in this episode so you can get a better grasp and better understanding of how it works and how it correlates with other systems and how you can understand what your body is telling you in regards to your nervous system. So question, when was the last time you felt your nervous system in overdrive? Or just generally, you felt, you know, in overdrive? For instance, flight or flight. I know for me, it was earlier this week. (laughs) Everyone has their days, but it's okay. Now, these feelings of overdrive could be described as anxiety, feeling burnt out, uh, feeling restless, feeling tired, um, all those things, right? Having your nervous system in overdrive. Now, these feelings express what's going on in the body biochemically. Now, without getting into the nitty-gritty details of how everything works, I don't want to bore you guys with the science, <laughs> but... Um, The nervous system generally, so there are three main functions of the nervous system. So it's responsible for sensory integration and motor senses. Now, there are different ways that you can distinguish the breakdown of the nervous system because there are generally eight subdivisions of the nervous system. Now, I talked about the HPA, the central nervous system in regards to the HPA axis in a blog post pertaining to herbs in the adrenal glands. Now, and this episode is more so an expansion of that because in that article I targeted just one particular aspect of the nervous system when really there's a whole slur, a whole, like I said, different subdivisions of the nervous system. Now, the nervous system also conspires with other systems in its functions, such as the endocrine system and the immune system. So, all and even the digestive system, depending on the subdivisions of the nervous system. And all of them work together. They're basically communicating to ensure that different signals are reciprocated and different hormones are distributed according to their proper places. All right, so let's get to the five ways that herbs help to nourish the nerves. Now, the first way, excuse me, is by binding to the receptors. Now, the neural receptors in the body, actually any receptor in the body, really, it looks like a lock and key, right? So you have the receptor. If you think of a lock and key, you have the lock. And then you have the key. The lock is the stationary receptor along the nervous system. And then you can imagine the key is the hormone or whatever is being transported. And it fits perfectly into that receptor to trigger a response, to trigger a reaction within the body. So for example, let's say you're stressed, you're sitting in traffic. and you're thinking about dinner because you're hungry and you just want to get home. So you're sitting there and what in that simple situation generally what happens is your body it sends uh hormones to different parts of the body, particularly the brain and the adrenal glands and it sets off this it increases your heart rate. So once that uh transmitter enters that receptor it triggers the the uh, the flight or flight response in general so that looks different from person to person but generally that's the anxiousness um, increase in blood pressure and heart rate etc etc so knowing this now the second way that herbs can nourish the nerves is by uniting uh, with existing hormones. so knowing that herbs can influence the bind of the receptors, and this uniting now this correlates into the second part, which is the the uniting of existing hormones, which pretty much means that <clears throat> so if you ingest a certain substance, a certain herbal substance, that herbal substance contains nutrients, depending on which one, of course, but generally it contains nutrients that help facilitate the proper communication, right? Between the nervous system. And thus this goes into the third way. This improves HPA communication. Now this HPA, that's the, um, the hemo, what is it? Hold on. It's the, hip, it's the correlation between the hippocampus, the hippocampus and the pituitary gland within the brain. Now, that's just one aspect of the nervous system pertaining to the central nervous system. So, by incorporating certain herbs, you're improving the receptors, this binding process, and thus improving communication between the nerves, depending on the nervous system. Alright, so the fourth way that herbs help to nourish the nerves is to actually provide the hormones that your body needs. So sometimes you're either in, depending on the system, it's either in overdrive or it's deficient. And knowing your, now this is why I always talk to my clients about body awareness. Body awareness is very, very important for you to understand what's going on. And even if you don't necessarily understand what's going on, you can at least communicate to someone who's helping you understand what's going on with your body, if that makes sense. So, yes, so certain herbs help distribute or they help facilitate certain herbs or, excuse me, certain hormones to go off in the body. So, for example, you have phytoestrogens, right? So phytoestrogens, they're abundant in food, and it's basically a derivative of the estrogen hormone and acts in a similar way in the body. So there are certain herbs that have that component, such as fenugreek, red clover, and black cohosh. And there are other herbs, or excuse me, other hormones, such as GABA, that is inhibited by the Ingestion of passion flower or valerian, or the increase of serotonin, right, um, which is found in B vitamin B rich herbs such as burdock, uh, dandelion, as well as ginseng. So, how would you exactly denote which? how do I say, which um, nervous system to um, help increase its uh, efficacy or balance out what's going on, right? Knowing that there are eight different systems. So without making this too complicated, let's look into the nervous system. Now, what's generally taught in university, so there are six um, tissue states of the nervous system, but you can basically separate those into three different categories, which are the sympathetic nervous system, the central nervous system, and the parasympathetic nervous system. Now. Of course, the now the nervous system spans throughout the whole body, right? If you see a graph, an image of the human body, you'll see it along the the whole body. So from the brain, stemming down. Now, generally, and then generally, when you think of the nervous system, I'm sure you think of the brain, right, and the spinal cord. Now, that's the central nervous system, which makes sense. It's the center of what goes on and how things are distributed. Now beyond that, you have the peripheral nervous system, which is where everything else, where all the other subdivisions stem from, such as the enteric system, which is um, corresponds to the gastro, gastrointestinal tract, the parasympathetic system, which the parasympathetic and sympathetic the, corresponds to the endocrine system as well, um, and adrenal function, yeah, the visceral the somatic and the autonomic nervous system so those are the other seven but we're gonna so what we're gonna um, excuse me we're gonna minimize those into the three so with these systems like i mentioned earlier so for example you have the over stimulated and or you have a deficient Nervous system. Now, the way you denote this is by body awareness. So, for example, in regards to the sympathetic nervous system, your body might um, signal to you that it's deficient, which is basically a deficiency, not deficiency meaning there's a weakness, right? So, pertaining to the sympathetic system, you might feel mental um, congestion brain fog, fatigue, memory loss, yada, 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 the list goes on. Now, when it's uh, dominated, when it's overstimulated, the sympathetic system, that may show up as being hyperactive, uh, being irritable, anxiety, insomnia, the list goes on. So that's just an example of the dynamic between dominance and weakness of a system. So you have that aspect as well. And then you have, there are, let's see. Now there's also the pain aspect as well. So you have the stimulation, the weakness or dominance, and then you have the inflammation aspect. So looking at pain, now pain can be tricky. which is why we tried with pharmaceuticals, right, to with pain relievers. But really what pain relievers do is block the action of the body taking in. You know, those receptors that I mentioned earlier, what they do, painkillers, they essentially just block that connection. It's a temporary block. So your body is not getting the response. Now, once that wears off you're gonna get the same pain, and sometimes the pain increases, therefore your intolerance increases. So that's the main fault of the over-the-counter pain killers, which they there is a natural form of. So for example, aspirin, its main ingredient is the silicic acid, which is found in nature in different forms, such as willow bark, cloves, and wintergreen. Alright, so those are the general five ways that herbs help to nourish the nervous system. Now, this is just the beginning steps as to how you can formulate um, a natural remedy for yourself once you know what's in dominance and what's in weakness pertaining to the nervous system. So once you put all that together, you can tell whether or not you need an adaptogenic herb or if you need a nervine herb, which is more so pertaining to the nourishment, right, of the nervous system, making sure that it's in balance. The adaptogenic, you know, that's, it's, adaptogen. it's helping you adapt to what's going on, external factors such as stress um, and other different factors. And then there are also sedative herbs. Um, now sedatives don't necessarily, now, and this is why this is important, the body awareness, because not everything works for everyone, right? If you're a practitioner, you know this by experience. So helping someone navigate their through their body awareness and understanding what's going on, you can accurately help them by suggesting certain herbs and other substances according to what's going on and then of course even sometimes caffeine can help as well in regards to weakness so it all depends and generally in my formulations they'll have um, a dominance of one depending on what's going on or a combination to help um, pertain to different aspects of the nervous system All right, guys, that was heavy loaded (laughs) information. I hope it all made sense. Um, If you need visuals to help you understand what's going on and how this in this breakdown, I'll put those in the show notes for you. And there'll also be an infographic on the Facebook page and on Instagram for you as well. All right, guys, so that concludes today's episode. Make sure you're nourishing your nerves. Take this information and apply it. Write down how you're feeling throughout the day and monitor it. Um, If need be, have a mood journal so you can document and see what's going on um, and how you can help. Um, Yeah, and how you can help yourself. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening, and I'll catch you in the next episode.